This is the EdTech Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. sitting there with a pen and paper. Virtual reality is an interesting medium where students can access a wide range of content. All right, we're in Studio 53 today with Tony Erickson. He's a chief operating officer of Synergistic, and Tony Erickson is in studio to give us insight into a pretty timely issue and something that we've been seeing for the last several years, but ending 2018 and going into 2019 the rates are even higher and that is teacher retention and not that teacher retention rates are high we're actually losing teachers at really the highest rate it's been in a long time and tony's here to really dive into that issue and how companies like synergistic are stepping in and helping keep teachers on board tony great to have you here how are you doing today i'm wonderful daniel thanks for having me today absolutely yeah thank you for being in studio uh, it's always always great to have these more grounded, passionate conversations face to face. You know, I feel like it uh, definitely makes them more engaging. So great to have you here. Let's go ahead and just get a general overview of this issue. You mentioned specifically that the rates are higher than they've been in a while. Um, give me a little context. What does that mean compared to I don't know, last five, last ten years, even? Yeah, specifically. Um, it's the attrition rates are, are really seeing levels that we've never seen before. Specifically, you know, we're seeing lots of voluntary exits from the teaching profession. And it's hard to pinpoint why. There's a lot of reasons, everything from compensation to political environments to helicopter parents, you name it. It runs a gamut. Yeah. There's certain things that can be controlled and certain things that are out of everyone's control right now. Um, and the way we look at it is, you know, control the controllable. So there's certain things to offset a challenge like this that can be addressed, um, albeit there's many more macroeconomic things that play into this that are even beyond what synergistic can accomplish. Right. Well, I know just from a, a general perspective, we've had people on the podcast before talk about this issue. And you're right, the, the reasons for teachers voluntarily leaving are numerous. Um, I, I believe the statistic was something like after two years, most fresh teachers, just new educators, leave the school they were already at. So a lot of schools, when they hire fresh and they hire uh, an educator who is trained on technology, they are ready for the 21st century classroom, they only get them for two years because two years later they're either quitting or moving on to their next job. And that is difficult. You know, it's difficult to create a healthy school environment when you're churning through teachers so quickly. Exactly. And and a couple of data points that I found most relevant in researching on this was since 2001, when record keeping began on this topic, it's at its lowest rate, lowest rate ever in 2008. Really? Yeah. And, and then- Give even, me some, some numbers to kind of quantify that. You know, from the Department of Labor, the numbers specifically are, you know, most recently, 231 voluntary departures per 10,000 teachers. Oh, okay. So fairly significant numbers that we're beginning to see in that space. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, higher than since we began tracking this almost 20 years ago. So it's starting to come to a head, not that it hasn't been an issue and top of mind for quite some time, 
but you know it's not unrealistic to think that education and this challenge could become our next healthcare level issue for example right right i i mean it's definitely crisis level you know or at least it's getting there um and i think another big reason is that if retention is low I mean, that's already an issue, but school districts have been struggling to keep qualified professionals in schools in the first place or just finding teachers that are up to date with whether it's new teaching methodologies or are just prepared for using some of the new emerging technology in the classroom. Uh, it's it's like compounding issues, right? It's not just the one, uh, but the fact that they're not staying is uh, it's definitely not helping. Well, exactly. And, and in one sense, you know, teachers get into this job out of the love of the job right. and, and what they do. When you get right down to it, though, they have to be able to sustain a life and right. have a living. And over the past 10 years, rates are down. In 25% of the states, pay rates are down by more than 7%. Really? Adjusted, adjusted for inflation. Wow. Wow. That's tough. And I mean, that that is a giant motivator for not wanting to stay at a job. I mean, if you can't, yes, you may love it, but if you can't make it day by day, then I mean, that's tough. That's definitely, definitely difficult. But it, it, the fact that it's several compounding issues makes the solution less clear, right? How do you even begin to approach keeping teachers teaching? Uh, which issue do you go for first? Is it the pay? Is it um, the education of the educators, making sure that they're ready for the 21st century classroom? Um, is it just general work stress? I mean, what what's your take? Where do you even start? So there's a lot of different places to start. Um, from my perspective, I'll go to the one that Synergistic can actually address, okay. which is how we can help companies create better compensation packages. Because when you get right down to it, you know, if you think about the larger sentimental side of this, most people are paying more in taxes. Most people are, you know, wanting better education systems. The, um, the economy is booming. Right. Employment rates are at all-time highs. Right. So you get to the point of, why should people stay if they can get significant raises to leave the profession, even if they love it, um, as well as with everyone contributing more into our tax system, why are we unable to fix this problem? And and that turns into a very complicated issue on bonds and construction projects versus teacher pay versus operating funds. There's a whole lot of different elements. The one thing, though, from a synergistic standpoint that we look at is how can we help our clients, i.e. school districts, create funding mechanisms through conservation programs. Interesting. And so that's where we come in because we can't solve all the political issues and the macroeconomic issues, but the one thing that we can do and we do for all of our clients is solve budgetary issues by freeing up budget currently allocated towards energy and utility spend right. so they can be repurposed to their most critical needs. Right. Yeah, like even if you can't help solve all the other grander issues, if people are at least getting paid a livable wage or at least something to match, you know, a growing family or, or whatever, then uh, then I mean, that's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So tell me a bit more about how Synergistic takes 
um, these cost-saving methodologies, uh, specifically for energy, and then translates that back into now you have an expanded budget and you can pay your teachers more. Um, which aspects of energy consumption do you approach first and which ones are the, the biggest users typically that school districts aren't aware of? So Synergistic focuses on three areas in our brand promise. Mm -hmm. We focus on what we call the three C's. Comfort, creating a comfortable learning environment. Culture, which is to create a culture of sustainability. Nice. And cost, which is ultimately returning cost to the bottom line to portion it out to areas that are in need. That's what we seek to achieve, and we do that through a variety of means. But most importantly, we do it by helping them attack their energy and utilities spending. That spending is most often the second biggest line item in any school district's budget, only behind salaries. Interesting. Wow. And why is that typically so high? It's just, you know, when you look at all of the things that they budget for, frankly, it dwarfs the other areas. Um, and what we see when we work with clients, and we've worked with nearly 1,500 different clients over the course of our 33-year history, we typically see savings in the 24% or more range that we're able to provide on what is their second largest line item in the budget. Wow. So what part of the budget is the most flexible from the get-go? When you approach your clients, and you, know, you must have a, a general sense for most school districts utilize blank amount of blank energy, what is the first to, to get cut or the most flexible to get cut? Typically, the largest portion of their consumption is on their electricity side. Okay. Um, now, if you get into drought-ridden areas, they could be in a rate spike situation and water could be a close second. Mm -hmm. um, or if you get into extreme northern temperature states, gas could certainly be their biggest utility expenditure during the cold months. But on average, if I look across the whole U.S., the biggest amount of spend is allocated towards electricity, which is where we're helping our clients take the most advantage of reducing that consumption. And the reason that we're able to do that is because for years now, for approximately 15 to 20 years, utility companies have been investing in smart metering technology, in smart grid technology, and we are now helping our clients take advantage of that technology so that they can actually visualize through the technology Synergistic is building when they're starting their buildings too early, when they're spiking during the middle of the day because they don't have proper scheduling on all of their large power users, when they're running too late perhaps uh, because they might have custodial staff cleaning late into the night, yet they're still running the building at full scale going late into the night. Right. So our ability to connect with what the utilities have made available uh, has allowed us to help our clients pinpoint exactly where those cost um, savings can be derived from. Interesting. And why is this service that you're offering still something that feels, I guess, not ubiquitous, right? The fact that school districts don't already have this idea that we need to be cutting costs down to the granular minute level, um, why is it still something that you're having to educate so many school districts on? You know, it, it comes down to your core business. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'll just, I'll turn it right back on you and market scale. Right. Some people don't do marketing because it's not core to their business and they're not good at it. Right. Some schools are in the exact same situation. They don't actually understand how to manage their buildings. They don't understand how to manage energy and utility consumption. Right. And they need to outsource it. 
So that's essentially what we do. We outsource and provide a service that helps them to maintain the most efficient and effective cost of their overall energy and utility expenditures. And, you know, I'm glad that Synergistic approaches this issue of teacher retention and, you know, bringing it back to that issue um, by trying to cut energy costs because I think there's a way to take that idea and make it ingrained into the culture of the school, which can then lead to more teacher retention. So besides just the budgetary aspects of it, I feel like if, you know, Synergistic comes in, assists in cutting costs and promoting like you said, a culture of sustainability within the school, that can actually be a very positive environment that will keep teachers around. Um, I mean, especially this younger generation, which is probably more socially conscious, is probably more aware of general eco-initiatives. Um, th- this idea that, okay, our school prides itself on being f- energy forward um, could be another method for keeping teachers in-house. Absolutely. Is, is, could, is that something you've seen from it, your clients? You know, it, it kind of goes into the whole comfort and culture element. Yeah. I mean, you know, the cost savings element of our of what we do keeps them from a monetary perspective. Pretty self-explanatory, But, but yeah. making them happy is, you know, oftentimes teachers are struggling with the fact that they got space heaters under their desk because right. the buildings are running so cold they're, they're freezing. Or they've got, you know, blankets on them for the same reason. Um, in the middle of the summer when it's 97 degrees outside and it's 69, 68 degrees inside the school. So, you know, we deal with some of that, and and that's not a good environment for children or for teachers. Um, You know, oftentimes some of our clients think about when you have humidity situations, you should run those systems and run them cold. Well, now you end up with people who are cold and wet. So, you know, that creates another problem. So those are the kind of things. And From a synergistic perspective, we provide a technology-enabled service. So when I say that, it is we have a person on the ground or persons on the ground at all of our clients who are there to be the ambassadors and be the advocates of the program, but also use the technology to pinpoint the problems that they're solving. But, I mean, there's great stories of where our energy specialists have been involved in helping with um, remediation efforts following a disaster. There's one great story where one of our energy specialists was dressed up as a superhero with lightning bolts, and it was all about it at the uh, elementary school level, helping save energy and creating a, you know, not a gamification, because this was really just literally a a playground-type game situation. But, you know, there's that element of making it fun for the children and creating that culture of sustainability as well as what we're doing with our technology, creating building competitions where, you know, you can look at who's actually the best performing sustainability within the whole district. So creating those kind of things, again, to drive that culture. So those are the kind of things that, you know, only further make teachers wake up and enjoy what they do when they see that they're creating an environment that children are able to learn how to be sustainable and how to be better stewards of the planet. Tony, could you give me a specific example of a client that you've worked with? You don't have to name the client if you can't, but uh, just an example of a school that you served um, and you were able to bring costs down and that actually had a direct impact in keeping teachers on board. I, you know, I think it's important for the, the audience to, to hear that. Those, that anecdotal evidence um, is often very powerful. Absolutely. And, and I'm, I'm happy to have the opportunity to be able to share that. Yeah, please. Uh, one of our clients, uh, Pinellas in, in Florida, Pinellas County Schools, 
they have been using our program for about three years now, and our program has helped them save money to where they are able to attract the best and brightest teachers, and they're able to actually pay more competitively than any of the other uh, nearly 40, I think there's 38 counties in Florida. Interesting. So we are able to help them in creating a very attractive environment to attain attract and retain teachers. And we're really proud of that. I mean, you know, that's an example where we have been able to really help on the teacher side of the equation, our clients solve a problem that they wouldn't have been able to solve if we weren't driving those savings. Because at the end of the day, most of our clients don't have people on staff whose sole job is to save energy. Right. They have custodian staff, they have maintenance and operational staff, they have teachers, and they all want to do their part. But if you don't wake up every day thinking about it, it's amazing how quickly it gets out of hand and how easily it is to revert to bad tendencies, especially when you think about the environment of a school. You have a new group of students coming in every year. You have turnover in teachers. You have teachers moving from one school to another who are unfamiliar with buildings. You've got the average age of a school is over 40 years in the U.S. So you've got antiquated buildings. You've got a lot of different things. And, you know, if you're going to save energy and if you're going to be a sustainable company focused on reduction in energy and utilities as well as maintaining those levels, it's got to be a top of mind thing for someone or a group of people inside your organization every day. Definitely. Well, with this being such a potent issue, um, you know, it's great to see companies like Synergistic get in the mix of it and really help teachers do what they do best, right? Um, educate, inspire, and they do that best when they're comfortable, when they're paid well, and that comes from, you know, how how can we keep teachers around? And it's great to see these innovative solutions like energy savings um, and cutting costs for energy expenditures, motivating not only great culture within the school, but putting money back in the pockets of the people that make your school a possibility, which is the educators. So, Tony, I really want to thank you for coming here and giving us your insight on the podcast. Really enjoyed chatting with you and looking forward to chatting again in the future. Absolutely, Daniel. Thank you for having me today. Absolutely. And hopefully we see some of these numbers go down for teacher retention. And I'm looking forward to seeing how Synergistic plays a big part in that. We will be monitoring these numbers and we will be looking for opportunities to help improve these numbers. And thank you everyone for listening to today's podcast. And if you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to your favorite podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. And make sure you leave a comment and a rating wherever you listen to your podcast content. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.